Okay, and I think I stopped it. Okay, there we go. All right, and now I'm going to bring us on because there's actually some people here. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Moya, and welcome to How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. And I'll, we have our wonderful guest with us again, but ma'am, who are you? You are Miss MIA. That's who you are. <laughs> Well, back for a return engagement, Moya. <laughs> I'm not really AWOL. I'm not really. Y'all, she was AWOL. I'm sorry. MIA, AWOL. You know, she's a military person, so they know how to do that, you know, and then try to. I don't have a brig to throw her in. <laughs> and, gentlemen, then we have a, a lovely gentleman here. Who are you, sir? Hello. How are you? I'm, I'm, my name's Norman. Nice to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us again, Norman, with the Ultimate Fashion History. And guys, we have a great, 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 just fantastic. We've been waiting months to do Jewel Robbery, starring none other than William Powell and Miss Kay Francis herself. So we've been waiting so long to do this. Um, but before we do this, Norman, I always want to shout out the Ultimate Fashion History because I love that page. I just want to want you to walk us through that page a little bit um, because they always have like the best stuff on there. So they have a Facebook page. They also have a YouTube page. And I just want us to just um, uh, let Norman just, can I make this bigger? I think, yeah, let me make this bigger and let's feature, um, let's feature the page more. Okay, there we yeah. go. All right, yeah, so, so what's going on? Yeah, the YouTube page, I believe, started first. Um, uh, Professor uh, Amanda Halle-Heath um, was doing lectures uh, at uh, university and, you know, decided to start filming them. And so she felt like the content was interesting on a broader platform. So she brought it to YouTube. And then I think, you know, it really caught on. Um, she got a lot of uh, followers and she moved it uh, over to... Uh, Facebook as well. And uh, it's a great community. I really enjoy both. I love the YouTube um, episodes. I just, you know, she has passed on, um, unfortunately, but, you know, her sensibility and her humor um, are really interesting. And also her dedication to the topic of fashion history. Uh, I think those episodes are really well worth watching and joining uh, Ultimate Fashion History it's a it's a terrific little community. I think people are really interested in the content. There's a lot of conversation that happens. It's nice to know that people are still kind of having these conversations and thinking about clothes as a function of their historical moment. And uh, Amanda Halley Heath would say that fashion is not an island. It's always a response. And so thinking about clothing in response to their era is always fun. Yeah. So that's that's that. That's a really good way to look at it. And we're looking at some of these Victorian fashions. And I want to go back to this picture with this lace. I absolutely, and this is all hand This is before, uh, what, this is probably right when the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, was, we're getting into machine. We're getting into machine. I think that's what really changed things at this why? point. So people could really buy this now at yeah. different price points. So that was, uh, yeah. And let's look at some more stuff um, right here. So and there's fashion as a response. There's the color of the year for some oh. reason. It's this color. So there's a response to the current moment. I think it's a very interesting response to our moment. It's very okay. soft and uh, harmless. <laughs> I I don't love it. I don't love yeah. it. But, yeah. I had, oh, and I see this is, I love this cut. Yeah. This is gorgeous. Gorgeous. I had a little peachy dress. Um, look how pretty it is. You could get married in this, I think, if you just like a little summer yeah. day, a little summer garden wedding. Look how pretty that is. Yeah. Yeah. Let's know what y'all got. Guys, please check this channel out. And um, 
Yeah, what's his name? Oh, uh, what's his uh you know what I'm trying to say Ryan, what's his name died? O'Neal. O'Neal. I didn't know he was 80 something. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. I oh, the Ronettes. I love the Ronettes. I know. <laughs> Remember the beehives? Like they oh, had yeah. the five of beehives, yeah. and then my girl, God yeah. rest her, um, Amy right. Winehouse brought it back. I love the beehives, and they wore pants uh, in a lot yeah. of countries. They were they wore pantsuits, which was like, what the heck is going on in 1965? They were pretty daring. <laughs> yep. And then she married Phil Spector. That was wild. Yeah. Trying up killing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Child. That's okay. a whole other story. Look at this seventies business. Okay, I let's look at this because this is what this is my life right here. Yeah. If you got it, flaunt it. Yeah. Let's see if you're lucky. And, and you know the pants um, were very revealing at this yes! point in time. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was very revealing. Yes, and that's why Polly and the, then they didn't they didn't breathe well either. No, you know? no, they did not. <laughs> Gee whiz. Yeah. This man at my church had almost the same suit on. <laughs> but he looks great. I think he goes to a habit. Look at this. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he goes to a habitat. This, oh, I love it. So, yeah. guys, our, our podcast uh, listeners, we're looking at some 70s fashions, and this dude is doing it. He has the mullet, the Magnum P.I., the Marble Man mustache. Yeah. And what color is this, Norman? It's like navy. That is, that is purple? deep purple, yeah. <laughs> Plum. Like Either, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this That's dude a lot. is standard. A lot of I look. Love that. Well, I could look at this all day. So go to the Ultimate Fashion Histories page. Check them out. They they cover every facet of fashion. They know what they're talking about. Look at our dearly departed Angela Lansbury. She was so pretty. She didn't get she you know she wasn't known for being a sex symbol, but she was Gorgeous, really gorgeous. When she and she had a tremendous career throughout her entire lifetime. Yeah. She was yeah, always right. working, always, yeah. always, always. Okay, yeah. I could look at that all day. So um, we're gonna get to our movie. <laughs> we have yeah. to have a movie. So who wants to start us off with Jewel Robert? Let me pull up some photos. Let me put up IMDb, and uh, and so y'all go ahead on and, and start off about that, and then we can um. Go and actually start talking about this movie. So I'm going to share as y'all talk. So y'all kick it. Okay, here we go. Whenever go for it, Georgia. Okay, well, Moya uh, and Norman, uh, this movie is about Kay Francis, who's playing a very wealthy baroness, and she's bored with her husband and her lover. And <laughs> yes, and they both know about each other, which is pretty surprising. She leads... <laughs> She leads the most excessively pampered existence imaginable. And she is enraptured by jewels. And her husband takes her to a jewelry store to buy a 28-carat diamond. It's known as the Excelsior Diamond. And when suddenly, who should appear but the most dashing, gentlemanly jewel robber imaginable? And... The Baroness immediately is struck by him and his panache. And you will not ever see another robbery done like this because he does it with such class and he does it so suavely. His MO is he is um, so dignified and so civilized. His victims are caught completely off balance. <laughs> he takes a ring and she is just giddy by this encounter and they, of course, being moviegoers, you know they are destined to meet again, and you won't believe where. And it's pretty audacious. Oh, to say the least. Wow, and, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> and so I want to this one. I can't rewind. Oh, can I rewind this? Um, that scene with Helen Vincent is so funny. So, well, I'll, I'll come back to it because I don't know if I can rewind it on IMDb. But um, it so it's directed, as you see, by William. And this is pre-code, okay? So we know what that is. So for those who don't know, they had the code on books that was supposed to stop, make Hollywood pure and scandal-free, blah, blah, because it was full of scandals. And it kept on being with scandals. It was just the appearance of being not scandalous. Um, but they didn't enforce it. So during this time, this is 1932, I believe. Um, and so you're going to see things on the screen that you probably wouldn't see again. So what, guys, maybe 
30 years later, like in the 60s or something, like uh, drugs and um, outright sex, you know, because this movie is very sexual. So we'll get in that in a minute. But um, here we go with our stars. And I'll jump in at any time. I'm just trying to give people some background and um, about this really, really great movie. So this is our cast of characters. And y'all jump in at any time when um, if y'all have anything y'all want to say. About I also want to join you in shouting out for Helen Vincent, who's fabulous in this movie and a number of other movies. She was in that one that we did a little while ago yes. with Carol Lombard. She played the best friend and she's just so good at playing these um, sophisticated society ladies who's just a little bit, I don't know the word, but a little bit, has a little bit of an underbelly, has a little bit of... Uh, she's a tramp man. A little, she's like, okay, tramp, there you go. <laughs> A sophisticated tramp, sophisticated nonetheless. I'm gonna give it to her. Yeah. So I I want to find that um that clip, but I love her. I, I and she because she kind of I don't know a lot about her, but like I don't recall really seeing her a lot in the fifties. Um, no. And so maybe she retired or she just uh, died. I don't or just retired. I, I don't know if you all in the audience know. Let us know what happened to Helen Vincent, but. She had a run in the 30s and she um kind of almost played the same like uh a shady lady. We're gonna go with that. Yeah. Um kind of played that. She and she was wonderful at Miss Helen Vincent. But um, and so let's look at the rest of our cat cast of characters. And some of these people you've known um for quite some time. And Alan Marbury, he he's always in um in a lot of stuff. Henry Coker played the Baron. Um so what it is? Why did we want to do this movie so much, guys? What was it about this movie that we were like, okay, let's do Jewel Robbery? Why do we love this movie? Well, first of all, William Powell is my favorite actor of all time. <laughs> and if I had born been born fifty or sixty years earlier, I would have been arrested for stalking him. <laughs> Move <laughs> over, Carol Lombard and Gene Harlow. I, I just fell so in love with this man. I just want to watch every single movie he's ever made. There's just something about him that is just so beguiling. He's <laughs> just, he's pretty amazing. And he's also, to me, me, I think he is probably the most important versatile star of the 1930s. I think even more so than Clark Gable, in my opinion, mm. because I think he and Herbert Marshall really set the stage for Cary Grant later on okay. by playing... He invented that smoothness with the comic, the humor, the humility, all that. Yeah. And and when he does like this role, I love the way he talks about it, the 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 sex is insinuated, it's not exploited. He never it's crude, it's not gratuitous. It's just right. And, and then him not even mentioning his name, him keeping there's an aura of mystery about him. So naturally, of course she's going to fall for this guy. Right. Yeah. Well, and I also want to say, like, yes, he's so gentlemanly. And it looks like in every movie that he's in, he looks like he's having the time of his life. Yeah. Like, he looks like he's just enjoying every bit minute of it. And this whole movie is like that. Everybody seems to be just having a laugh and just right. enjoying it. It's, it's, it's kind of, you know, campy. It's just kind of a little bit, like, unbelievable. But that's what makes it so enjoyable. Right. Um, and I had said earlier that, you know, that I think this is my 10th time watching it. I still got a kick out of it. So that's another reason why I think, you know, for me, at least it endures. If you like Kay Francis, this should be one of your, a movie to see. Absolutely. And this is the scene and we're probably going to get copyright struck and that's fine. Um, for just showing this little piece, but to give you just an idea, let me um, share my screen of the pre-coldness of it all, because and we're gonna get because so those of you who seen this movie, we know what you want us to talk about. We're gonna get to that in a second. Like the scene of scenes that still to this day is just jaw-dropping. Like, how in the world were they able to get away with this, putting this in this um this movie? But yeah, let let me let y'all take a look at this scene <laughs> from when Helen Vincent just 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 tramping it out, y'all. She like just <laughs> She didn't even think twice about what she was saying. And I thought it was, it was, and Kay France's uh, reaction is absolutely hilarious. Even though Kay Francis will see, you know, she's not too wholesome herself, I should say. So let's take a look. I'm 
I'm afraid I can't close my eyes all night. Well, this is one night I should be very glad to be with my husband. I love it. <laughs> you couldn't do that like post pre-code or after they started forcing it. Guys, I don't think women were allowed to be that candid anymore, were they? Post post pre-code. If they were, they were, they had to get you pay the price. By the last reel, they had to be, you know, you yeah. know brought to submission. Yeah. Uh you or know. die. They had to die or something. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, I, there was a one, so it, again, one of the things that I noticed when I, that I never had seen before, which I just loved and how it established her characters when they're in the jewel store and she meets her lover, you know, she's saying hello to her lover and she just gives him the little tiniest wag of her finger when he goes to kiss her hand. And as soon as her husband comes into the thing, she stops. And it's just sort of like this little moment where you realize like they're, they're, uh, romantically involved and her husband, it's right under her husband's nose. And it's, it just really establishes the character, such a tiny little gesture and i do like her for a lot of her mannerisms that i do find endearing yes yes um so i'm gonna they'll like i said we'll probably have to edit this later into just some clips and stuff but um so let's take a look uh i don't know if it's in this clip but let me see this is this is um william powell the the uh jewel robbing scene and just they just so a smooth criminal like like uh michael jackson had back in the day smooth criminal he was a smooth criminal uh, and so and um and i i can't see anybody but uh william powell playing it to your point georgia because he just had that air about him and and we love it you know so let's let's get into that let's, let's take a look at the jewel actual jewel robbery scene okay so he arrives with his uh in his fancy car and you see how he's dressed to kill to the nines crisp and everything so he looks like um aristocracy or somebody so you know totally unsuspected good evening anything i can do for you i'm sorry to intrude at this late hour well, it's perfectly all right well then uh, will you kindly put up your hands oh. uh, all of you so the so the dude who Bolton, that's who's Norman is talking. Anyone who moves. Let me kind of go back. Anyone who moves. Sorry. Her hands. So not Georgia. Kay friends had to be bored as hell, didn't she? <laughs> oh, she was. She was, but he has this bad boy charm, and that's I'm part of the lore. Talk about I'm talking about this dude here. Oh, him there? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> he ain't got it. You see, he, he bolted for the door. Okay, let's go. Uh, all of you. I assume anyone who moves. <laughs> He's gone. He's like, I'm out of here. Proceed, gentlemen. Uh, never mind, the lady. Okay, let's stop. Let's talk about the clothes. All right, look at that coat. Look at that hat. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, let's look at that collar. Oh my God. Uh, let's go back and try to get a full deal of that. Yeah, let's that's get a granddaughter. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was trying to get that other shot. But, um, I mean, oh, he's dressed holding the gloves. I mean, it's just yeah. every detail yeah. is just amazing. Yeah. Look at that. And who, Ori Kelly did this one, right? Or no? Yes. Okay. But even the men that a uh, box top hat, look at the, they're wearing gloves. Well, I don't know if he has gloves on, but the walking cane. Norman, why don't men wear that, the walking cane? Why did that, it just went out of fashion? Or I think it's so classy. You, you need it nowadays walking in some parts of America. You need a cane and the kind with the knife that pulls <laughs> Yeah, I know. I think it's just like a little bit of affectation that kind of went out. You know, it just just seemed like a little like, you know, hats went away, gloves went away. All the little extras, uh, you know, to show off status kind of changed over time. And I think this is one of the ones that was ditched pretty early. It was just kind of like, you know, we got things to do. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So let's take a look at this. Look, look at the back of this. So yeah, gorgeous. Podcast listeners. Kay Francis is decked out in this like 
coat dress, Norm? Is, is that kind of what? The, is that a good description, or how would you describe it? It's not a yeah, it's a, it's a long coat. It's okay. worn over a dress. Yeah, she's got a okay. long coat on with a fur collar, stand-up collar, um, and cuffs. Uh, beautiful sleeves. The sleeves are incredible too. Love those. Right, right. And you didn't have to take this off. I mean, like you, I guess depending where you're going, you could take it off. But like, if you left it on, it wouldn't be weird. Like if we, like today, if we kept a coat on. <clears throat> obviously it's cold now we don't know the weather i don't did you think it would be winter time to have, or she's just being fashion max or what do you think um i think it is set in the winter time also you know these these outfits were made as sets they were worn to be they were made to be worn together if you went i'm sure she went to like a hot couture sort yeah. of a, a level of price point so it was made to be like you said like you can wear the coat you can take it off you've got a beautiful matching dress underneath you can mm -hmm. you know you can uh, play with it as much as you wanted to. Everything was appropriate and all went together. Right. And then she has the hat and, and Georgia, we, I, I can't wear, I mean, I can physically wear hats, but they don't look good on me. And um, Georgia, you say you can, you, are you a hat person? I used to do hats. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But she has this hat on guys and um, it's like a little, almost like a bolder, uh, bowler, bowler hat. Uh, shape at the top, you know how the men would wear, but it, it obviously doesn't have that ridge with like this crinkle ridge and some, um, I don't know what that is. Is it fruit or some kind of um, ornamentation? Normally, do you think this is felt, this hat, or what do you get, the wool? It uh, definitely could be felt, um, something soft. Uh, you know, this is sort of the, the end of the cloche, the close fitted, you know, to the oh, head thing yeah. because hair, hair is starting to get a little bit more uh, curly and bigger so they didn't want to smush it down with the hat so yeah. this is this is sort of the end of that you can see the hair starting to get a little bit more mm -hmm. um less flat and the hats are also going to start changing around this time okay with these two gorgeous i do i love pearls mm -hmm. um you like well, look at how she's lit look at the beautiful i mean this is the detail to movie making that you don't see right now it's like the, right. she's lit so beautiful everything there is just you know, the fur, the pearls, everything is just lit to maximum capacity. It's just, it is quite gorgeous. She is gorgeous. Um, and you know, Kay Francis is, was a clothes horse to her detriment sometimes because she wanted more in-depth roles. She actually, shout out to the, let me see, try to get this right, the Real Who Poo YouTube channel. Go and check them out. She did a really in-depth uh piece on Kay Francis's life. Also, Age of Vintage uh, does some good work, but The Real Who Poo really did a good job on it and talked about um, Kay Francis and how she didn't just want to be a fashion maven. She wanted to be taken seriously as an actress. And she, before Betty Davis, um, y'all, she sued Warner Brothers for, for that. So she preceded Betty, which is, I didn't know that fighting for roles and just didn't want to be typecast as his clothes, clothes horse. So I'm I'm kind of skipping ahead because I don't want us to get copyright struck and we probably will. So I want to get some of the banter between she. Um, and so I, I might find another clip, but in this, in this, uh, the jewel robbery scene, she and William Powell, the, the robber, they flirt and it's very, a uh, sexual and scintillating without being vulgar. Would you guys say it's this? It's, it's, I, 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 I was a climped. Anybody on the phone, Bill? You know, I know all the people who own unusual jewelry, one of the elementary requirements of my trade. Won't you chat, please? Chat? Yeah, chat. Uh, every night. Can't you smile a little? You look so charming when you smile. This is a joke, isn't it? Joke? You're not really a thief. See? That's an ugly word. Uh, let's say robber. What's the distinction? Oh, there's more flavor to robber. We're in the most exclusive jewelry shop in the Ringstrasse. In robbing a place of this sort, one must have a drawing room technique. And this, I find, always helps to make the atmosphere more congenial. And nothing like music to keep people from doing rash things in a moment like this. And Norman and I, and, and Georgia, we were talking about, this is set in Vienna, and Norman, what did you say, historically speaking, in a, just a matter of a few years, it wasn't going to be looking like this anymore, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I to speak to your point, though, yeah, they definitely have an interesting um, approach to each other. Like, she's fascinated by him, and he's just, you know, equally fascinated by her. Uh, I think that that's, it's, 
I think this movie still endures because of the interplay between them. It's very adult. It's very sophisticated. It doesn't go over the top, but you know exactly what's going on. Um, you know, it's you could watch this with your grandma in the room or your kids in the room, and you know they might not understand what's going on, but the adults of the room do know what's going on, absolutely, and are, are loving it. You know, right? I was trying to find the scene. I should have it queued up. <clears throat> well, they were um, this salacious flirting. Okay, let, let's see if it's on here. He throws her like on the pillows or something. He like literally throws yeah, her down and like yes, uh, oof. during the. Tra that trailer. Yeah, you can't do that very often. No. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. So okay, so y'all, let me uh, let me share. I'm not sharing my screen. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna get down to like the scene, and I'll try to try to find them um, flirting. But uh, let's see. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me go in the full screen, duh. Um, so. As this says, and who is this channel? Comic Spirit, I think, has this. The Robber, Reefer, and the Present Order Society. This is a very pivotal scene. This is, again, pre-code. When I first saw this, like, and probably like you all as well, I was shocked. I was like, is that weed? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, marijuana. It like, could have been, Moya, it could have been either weed or it could have been opium-laced cigarettes because actually mm. that was kind of a thing for a while, too. What? So it was one of the, yes, it could have been that, too. It, um, I, at, at this point in time, there would be no distinction legally about them <laughs> as narcotics. They would both be considered narcotics. And even if the public didn't understand, like, what the effects of either one would be, they would immediately class them as like a narcotic type of a situation so yeah yeah, yeah. okay because i know <clears throat> tcm and like uh, and people saying what saying it was weed but i would we, you know and and you know everything is hyperbolic but their reactions were so immediate because I, <laughs> I i don't smoke weed or i've never smoked but um I don't, I don't, I don't know it to have that immediate effect. So, well, I, I think this is some strong medical grade stuff. <laughs> they want to get time. Yeah, I think they got their hands on the good stuff. Oh, let's see. <laughs> These are rich people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yes. Cigarette? No thanks, Mr. Holland. I do smoke one of my cigarettes. Pleasure. <laughs> Inhale deeply. Thank you. Yes, in Paris once, as I started to tell you, I carried away a case of gold in broad daylight, and 12 gendarmes accompanied my motor. Nothing like having to help the police. Mere bravado. Not at all. <laughs> I don't fancy your method of buying the authorities. That's a lie. Come now, Baron, we know that you bankers keep governments in your waistcoat pocket. You're a communist. I'm not a communist. Grab on smoking, Solid. Never mind us. Oh, the present order of society is entirely satisfactory to me. You think I should do as well for myself under communism? What should I steal? Power plants? Grain elevators? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that, um, <clears throat> this scene, and before we got on, and we were like, ain't nothing changed. <laughs> no, I, I definitely have to say I've hung out with this guy in my... <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I know this guy. Um, you know, I want to also point out the husband, the man in the, the white hat, the whole time he's chain smoking. Yeah. He's, and he's throwing his cigarettes on the floor and he's constantly lighting one after the other after the other. I yes. mean, it's such a different era. <laughs> in, yeah. You know. yeah, that's another thing that we were talking about as well before we got on, how we kind of came to consensus that pre-cold kind of even even though people still smoked, you know, until fairly recent history, you know, the, the cigarettes got totally demonized for better or for worse, whether they agree with it or not. I mean, you know, but like you said, people don't do this anymore. People don't smoke. I you don't hardly ever see people smoking. I don't see people smoking in public anymore. It's just gotten so taboo. And but you're right. Um, how pre-code and 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 then uh, post-pre-code kind of just sanitized everything. But you're right. People. Was, Nobody even thought about it. Like he's chain smoking. You're right, Norman. That is so true. Well, you know, this the studio was real concerned that audiences would object to the use of either the marijuana joints or the opium laced cigarettes. But instead, moviegoers were writing the studio asking where could they get those cigarettes? 
<laughs> right. Because <laughs> yeah. it was the depression, and and I look, I'm just say no. I'm on record with that, but hey, you know, it's the depression. <laughs> hey, you gotta give them something. Yeah, give them something on it. Come on. <laughs> and and I think, um, I, George, you probably saw this in your research as well that. <clears throat> These type of movies, even though the audience could not relate to, like Norman said, these uber-rich elite, but they wanted to see them because of the escapism, and especially if they were getting screwed by getting robbed. So that, so they had kind of had like a love-hate relationship with these type of images. You're exactly right, Moya. I did come across that. <laughs> I think that they had a trouble relating to that because that's why initially when this movie came out, believe it or not, it was a flop. It didn't get appreciated oh, really? until later on. Yeah, it's, uh, shockingly. But but they um, but they did really, I think, enjoy seeing them be divested of their jewels, and <laughs> <laughs> I think they did like that. But you know, it, when this came out, it was the height of the depression, and about twenty five percent of Americans were unemployed at the time. So yeah, this was pure escape for them. You're exactly right. And it's also in America, we're still under prohibition for another year or so. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, so to see them like, you know, slinging back cocktails and sauntering around, I can imagine it, you know, would have been a little off putting to some folks. Right. That, that is so true. I forgot about the prohibition. So the poor people, I see why they wrote and said, give, give us some of them cigarettes. And I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yes. Welcome to communism. What should I steal? Power plants? Grain elevator? <laughs> <laughs> International finance takes brain. There he is. Throw those cigarettes around. Yeah. It's just like you're laughing at, Mr. Hollander, isn't it? <laughs> if you're so clever, why not come around to my office someday and I'll try you out? I couldn't take that chance. You're a banker. You might not be honest with me. <laughs> Smoke cigars. Oh, well, then. I was trying to repeat the part about it. I'll, I'll find it. Oh, I think this might be some of it where they flirt with each other. I hope I didn't over. Uh, I hope I didn't pass it up. Okay, here we go. What are you going to do to me? No. Them a cigarette. No. Oh, but they're harmless, really. Two puffs, and you'll be hearing soft music. The world will begin to revolve pleasantly. No. Free of beautiful dreams. How do you know all this? Experience. I assure you, all the ladies fall asleep happily. Oh, so you can steal their jewels in peace, I suppose. I'm sorry, I won't take it. I don't want to have to force you. I won't take it. You're adamant? I prefer to keep my wits about me, thank you. <laughs> that. Um, <clears throat> I'll, as we talk, I'll try to find, um, and I'm sorry, I don't have a queued up audience. Um, but yeah, they, when they, Georgia, do you think that's real? I know this is, this is a dumb question, but, uh, now I've heard that, uh, danger is like a aphrodisiac to some people. And now we know Kay Francis was unfaithful because her husband was older than her and, you know, you know, uh, stuffy as they I think I heard it being called but do you do you think it have been I don't girl like who is my like Henry Cavill so like if Henry Cavill came and robbed the Walmart where I was shopping <laughs> would I be like oh hell yeah baby take all my money like what what would you doing after this robber after this felon you know <laughs> this criminal do you think this I know it's a movie this is a dumb question but you know it, it's fun but I, I what do you think, George? I don't know. This is a dumb question. What do you think? I think that definitely appeals to some women, uh, and especially Kay Francis. She makes some allusions uh, about, um, she says, um, you know, you'll have to take me by force and, you know, <laughs> these kinds of things. She likes the danger. She likes the fact that this person is pretty much a stranger to her. She yeah. likes, she is, I think, also... What makes her so convincing is there's part of her personality that goes into the character that makes it so convincing why the two of them have such great chemistry together. But yes, I think that's part of it. The danger aspect, they make a, a statement about fear is like, well, can whet the appetite? There's a phrase in the movie. 
Um, I think uh, that uh, like not being fully in control is also kind of an aphrodisiac for some people. So yes, I know that uh, there is something to it. This movie is like more modern in many ways than what we originally think. Yeah, I think you can anticipate movies like Badlands um, with Sissy Spacek and Charlie Sheen, where it's a real life story where, you know, this really bad guy um, just kind of sweeps into the life of this girl and she's like, you know, mm -hmm. on for the ride. Uh, also, Bonnie and Clyde, you know, uh, about that. you know, so, I, you know, I think there's always been sort of and she does also say she's just so terribly bored, you know, so terribly, terribly bored. And, you know, I, I, I yeah, so I think she's just like dying for some life, dying for some adventure to come into her life, which right. is ridiculous to us because she seems to have it pretty darn good. Um, but it's clear that her husband's not delivering a certain amount of adventure that she's craving. Right, right. And I... Yeah, and, go ahead. Oh, and we like to believe that the idle rich just aren't happy. I think that's part of why people like to watch this because they like to think... You think you have everything, but you don't. Right. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. That's a really, really good point. Um, I cannot find what I want, but let's look at her some pre-cold stuff that is pretty risque. So I would say outside of um Jean Harlow and the her taking a bath and red dust. There's some other bad bathroom scenes and don't come don't know that i cannot think of that i was like oh my gosh just okay just sure and i can't think of it right now but this was a really good scene <clears throat> excuse me um bathroom scene with uh with um k francis getting ready to go to the jewelry store and uh watching her get ready guys i mean it, this was wild i was like i i i want to hate on her but I really, I really couldn't, because I'm like, God knows, if I had the means to live like this, I would totally do it. So I'm not even gonna hate on her. But um, let's take a look at this. Well, look at though they have this chateau, this mansion, like they said, an uber rich, right? My time is awake. Hurry, hurry. And George, you have to tell us why this was a flop. Come, come, hurry, hurry. I think it's because they felt that Kay Francis didn't quite do as well in the part, which I disagree with. But also, um, Depression era audiences could not relate. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I can see that. But I mean, you know when you're going to this movie, expect. Morning. Afternoon is more like it. <laughs> What's the latest news? Another one of those sensational jewel robberies. Not Hollanders. No, Strasburgers. Fashionable Strasburgers jewelry shop in Ringstrasse was the scene this morning of the look next. Look at that hat. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> take a look at it. She has what that is a, a ring around a rose. To, to <laughs> <laughs> she has. I personally could not pull it off, and it, it is a gorgeous hat. But and that's pretty tame to some of these other hats that uh we in some other movies. Norman, what do you what do you think that is 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 kind of material is that? I have no idea, but it's it is it you know, I think that this movie, if you take it as a satire, especially mm -hmm. at this point in time, people were really questioning the excesses of capitalism that might have caused the the economic collapse. Okay. And so, you know, this is I think the intent, if you look at it as a satire, it kind of works a little bit better. I think her clothes, that's that's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous. Rich people are kind of ridiculous mm -hmm. uh, in their pursuits and their boredom and all of this stuff. And I think, you know, having a team of, of 12 ladies have to like pull, put, a, put a lady together so she can go to a, a jewelry store, it's, it's kind of silly. I think, I, I look at it as a satire. I could see how people yeah. looked at it and took it as straight on, like, you know, uh, but... It feels like such a satire of like the whole economic uh, setup and how these rich people can be so very rich and wear these ridiculous hats and mm -hmm. and go about their day, you know. That's a good way of looking at it. And then, so I'm thinking about back. I, I don't, Norman, I don't know if you looked at Downton Abbey. I know. Uh, oh sure. Georgia and I, we did, and you did have. They had servants, obviously, but 
would it be more like a Downton Abbey thing? Because I'm I'm scrolling a little quick because, like I said, this woman had a so she is she has a spa in her house. Okay, she's mm -hmm. getting spa treatments in her house. She's getting a massage or whatever. So, do you think it was more like Downton Abbey? Downton Abbey is old family money. This is new money. This oh, is her husband's a banker. Her husband's like a financier, which is a relatively new uh, thing to be. And, you know, so slightly different. I think maybe that's part of the mix as well. These, these are sort of like new rich people. They're not old rich people yes. with all the, you know, elegance that that's supposed to give. Look, she's being carried yes, to a yes. chair. I mean, come on. <laughs> And see, I'm ig I don't know about y'all, but I'm ignorant. I mean, I have no reason. If I'd have been in that depression era audience, I would have no reason not to think they live like this. And I would feel some kind of way. I'm not even gonna sit up here and lie to you. I would feel like, well, dang, you know, we were missing out. And and but you know, guys, they did this to in a 20th century, um, well, this is 20th century, but um later on, like in the 80s, the it was the the uh, the era of me. So like if you weren't the jet set or a club man and that's how people the you know credit cards got more more readily available and people went into debt um trying to have these jet set lifestyles remember lifestyles of the rich and famous with rob oh, so yeah. you would the everyday people would see that so is that almost kind of like this that that is Look, that part of this don't forget one of Betty, Betty davis's first movies was the rich are always with us mm -hmm. uh and that's always been true. I mean, there's always been this 1% who's just like lolling around, having mm -hmm. a great time. <laughs> but now, guys, I think it's changed because the uh, the Elon Musk of the world and I, I don't know whether you like him or hate him, the man is filthy rich. Um, and whoever else, the Bill Gates, who like the rich, 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 rich people, Kayla, Carlos Slims, they, they, I had, we don't know how these people live, but they seem more relatable. Like, like, these people back then in Downton Abbey, that, that, that's aristocracy, you know, that's English and all that kind of stuff. But they would die. They would, like, turn over in their grave, in my opinion. Y'all let me know how you feel. Like how Elon Musk relates to people and he hangs out. Like, like the rich. This is the rich people, period. How they, like, with the people and hang out and, you know, like, these people wouldn't do that, right? Right. You have different access to people now than you did back then. These people lived in a very rarefied bubble. You wouldn't see them except getting out of their limousine to run to the jewelry store. You know, you they wouldn't they would be like on your on your TV on your phone every five minutes. You wouldn't yeah. have the same kind of relationship with them. Um, right. I don't. I don't know. That's just my thought. No, I think there was there was that on purpose barrier um, that they wanted to keep that that they you know they wanted to keep rather. And so they didn't want you to have access to them, in, in, in my opinion. I, so I, I think these people will turn over in their grave to see how, like, they hang out with the, the rich, hang out with the commoners, you know. Just, Georgia, what do you think? Oh, I think uh, you uh, described it spot on. Uh, I agree with Norman. I think there was also a degree of insulation they wanted to have, and they didn't want to, like, rub shoulders with the common folk. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was part of, like, one of the privileges of being rich. You could pick and choose who you, you know, were with and you sought out other rich people. It's kind of like an exclusivity to it. Yeah, yeah, that's the word, exclusivity. And whereas now, like I said, Norman, with the tech, um, and it's just a different, like a lot of these super rich kids, like they shun their richness. Like <laughs> they denounce it for whatever reason. I mean, you know, I, I don't know, that's their business. Well, they denounce it all the way to the bank. So. <laughs> It's, it's really easy to denounce it when you've got plenty of it. When you've know? got plenty of it, yes. and they turn on their parents and they do all kind of weird stuff. Now I yeah, will. They're say, still cashing the check. Still cashing the check. So I will say now something recently happened in in Black World, where one of these these rappers, um, uh, Ti and his son and and his wife got into it because this. So it's like, it, it's it's so weird. Not just T.I. son, but uh, Michael Irvin, the famous Dallas cowboy from back in the day. Their children, so this is how the black culture, so to speak, denounces <laughs> their riches. They want to be hood. So, and their parents are like, you know, they're getting on IG, Instagram, and all that saying, yeah, I'm hood, and I could go in the hood and be down. Blah, blah. And their parents are like, uh, no, you live in a gated community. <laughs> you, you never woke, woke up with roaches and rats around you like... 
you went to a private school. Like, what are you talking? You you rap, you you down, and it's hilarious to those of us looking at it because it's so crazy. Like, and normal, like you said, it's easy to denounce him when you have it, which is and ain't nobody falling for it, you know. And we and you actually feel sorry for these young men who do that because if they go in the wrong parts of town and try to act like they down and you know they gonna get it you know and so it's really it's still it's bizarre it's very 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 bizarre so well you know you're making me think of sort of um shows you know, empire and succession yeah and the whole kardashian phenomena i think you know it's i guess people have always been sort of intrigued by the very very rich you know mm -hmm. it's sort of um I don't know, it's very interesting to think about how it really doesn't change. That that fascination with that lifestyle doesn't really change. Um, yeah, the, the people that live like this, uh, they, you know, they're, they're in a different world. It's a very different world. It is. It is. That's, per it, that's the perfect uh, way to describe it. It is a totally different world and how people react to it. You know, it's, it's objective. It depends on, uh, I mean, subjective depends on who it is, but it's just, I, and I, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't poor by the, you know, on paper, I guess I grew up poor, but I mean, I've never lagged for anything, but I don't know why there's no, let me just say this and we'll move on. There is no circumstance that would make me want to go back and live beneath where I, 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 you, you, I thought the American dream or just the inequalities of a human is for him or her to try to survive and survive means being stable, not wanting or lacking. So you want to move forward. So when I see, like I said, these, these uh, famous people and their children going, live in the hood and won't be down with that. That's just bizarre to me. To, to, for, to what end? Like, what is that going to do? Is that going to improve anybody else? That is just bizarre. But anyway, um, but no, you're saying it it's a totally different world. So uh, let me set this up. So uh, this is after the robbery. So this is my favorite outfit of K. Francis, K. Francis is, 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 is of all time. And, and we talked about this with, shout out to Tom um, uh, uh, Malum, also with UFH. And we talked about this uh, when we were doing another movie, I think, of K. Francis. And he said, and, and then you talked about this. What, what, I think you you chimed in on one of our lives. You said, uh, I don't know, was this outfit? What is this material, to, uh, Norman? What is this? Which, so I think it's like a satin. Um, oh, really? and then it, it, I think the trim might be like ermine okay. or some sort of... Uh, oh. Yeah, and you had actually mentioned that you thought it was kind of like a medieval shape. I think that's... Yeah. It, yeah, it definitely has that medieval kind of look. It's really hearkening back to that kind of... That time period and the back, the backless the thing is back. so amazing. Oh my gosh. Beautiful that is, yeah. Now, Georgia, do you think like you can't have any back knee? And if you do, you gotta get it airbrushed out. Like you have to have the perfect back, like her. She has like the alabaster with that <laughs> with the alabaster skin. Girl, look at that. I would kill with it, but I'm my back is ugly and it's fat. So I don't <laughs> I wouldn't Well, wear you don't have max factor. Um, you know, making you up and a bunch of lighting folks uh, yes. you up either, you know. <laughs> oh, but y'all, it don't stop some people because, child, I'm like, please go home and take that off. Like, back fat and rolls, what is that? <laughs> they would wear this and got no, their toe has no business in this dress, but they'll wear it, back fat and rolls be down. But well, and backless was very uh, unique at this point in time, sort of like the late 20s, early 30s. A backless thing was like shocking yeah. um, and very sophisticated. You know, like you said, like very few women could pull it off. But those who could were like the fashionistas. And uh, it was beautiful. It was quite, quite sexy. Absolutely. It is just sumptuous. I'm looking. Well, I originally thought this was velvet when I saw which yeah, I You might be right. Yeah, you might but, be right. Um, the, the thing is, is she's got... At times, it really is low in the front. And at times, mm -hmm. I thought, oh, my gosh, we're all, it's like anti-gravity. Yeah. And then in the back was so open. I thought, how does she keep this on? And I, I saw somebody who, maybe Norman knows so much about this, but I, it, it, how she keeps, how she manages to keep this dress from not falling off, because yeah. wouldn't she have had to have really tight sleeves or something to yeah. maybe hold it, it or... 
It wasn't was it like an understructure, probably under, like, you know, on her uh, bodice area. It's probably like a really constructed undergarment that everything's kind of pinned to, holding it up. Okay. Yeah. So, oh. you know, it's kind of got like maybe a more stricter, uh, more constricting undergarment that kind of hold everything into place. And then you kind of have that coming off of that. Okay. That's, that's, that's so interesting. So it, it was some architectural. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shenanigans, or, or magic, let's say that, if you will. Because you're right, Georgia. The illusion of it, it looks like at any moment, fly, you know, hello, hello world. So, yeah. yeah but, and that's kind of sexy, right? It's kind of it like you're just, waiting, you're just waiting for it to fall off. It's kind of, yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. I am in love with this guy when I first saw it. I love this guy. But let's talk about the um the the set design. Look at this. Yeah. And and you know, uh these studios did not even though, like I said, some they don't ever think the world is broke. Somebody always has some money. Because these studios, this may have been real, or because some of them did not spare expense. They would like this chair. It might be authentic, you know, because they 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 were competing with each other to and I think this is at what is it? Is this are they at Paramount? No, they're Warner Brothers. This is Warner Brothers. Yes. Yeah, and Warner Brothers were, were no, so they would compete with MGM. Well, all of them competed. MGM was, was the most lavish, but they competed, and this is how with each other for uh the most authentic and expensive and lavish of stuff. But look at this. This yeah, is, this is 30s Art Deco, is what you're seeing. It is it? This is Art Deco? Yeah, this that's where Art Deco. Oh, okay. This looks like some like European, like I'm I don't know my periods, but Louis the 49th, not maybe not quite that, but it is European too. Yeah, okay. it is. Wow. Look at the doors. Yeah. Massive. Uh, yeah, every every the scale of everything is just so yes. big and over the top. It's yes. very, <laughs> very big. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's just heightens the, the wealth of these people, you know. Right. And so, guys, I know we are not explaining the story. I mean, look at it for you though. We, you know, we and look at him lusting over her and her back. Look at that. Yeah, I mean, look at that. I mean, exactly. Like that. There, that should be falling down. Yeah. By, by rights that should be falling down she should be like it should be around her knees by, by, yeah. by but um <laughs> you know but it's it's fastened in there right right i love it and so guys the story so and we're kind of running out of time he sneaks he sneaks back and as it says and um they flirted so heavily go find it just go look at it because i can't of course since we're on here, I can't find the clip I want. But they flirt so heavily, and it's really uh, sexual and seduct seductive when they're in a jewelry store. And girl, Georgia, you know she 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 you know feeling him as they say. <laughs> and so he's like, "Hey, let me go back." And so I don't want to give too much of a plot twist away. Um, but I think Georgia, you did say it about the ring. The ring he because he took the ring, her ring off of her in the story. So I don't think you're giving too much away, Georgia. So the ring becomes a plot device, right? It is. Because, I mean, a 28-carat diamond? Oh, yeah. And he's such a connoisseur of jewels. Right. He's got to have it. And so I was wondering at one point, what's more important to him, the jewel or her? Mm-hmm. Why right. not have both? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so look, here's the ring. So he giving it back to her but you know he was like uh, almost kind of blackmailing her a, a little bit um <clears throat> and i don't want to give away too much but the ring is a plot device and so we saw in the trailer where he throws her on those pillows and you know what happens we need to go into that and then he um there's another scene where he quote unquote kidnaps her and Norman said, I, "Why can I not I found the clips when I was looking at it on TV. I can't, they're not coming up on my um when I do it on my computer, but um, just a game pre-code. So they go to his, his, his love den, his, his house that's decked out guys. And, you know, you got all his boys around his butler and his valet and all that. So, you know, they, so he, I hope I'm not giving away too much, but I just wanted to just show you how, how sexual and scintillating it is without being disgusting. And so as soon as they get there, the, the butler or whatever opens the, he opens the curtain to the bedroom and the other the butler said, Oh no, 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 you know, um, um, 
wait, that didn't happen. Girl, I'm getting that confused. Or nothing X that. Wait, no, that did happen. I just saw another K. Francis movie. <laughs> I think I'm kidding. No, that did happen in this one. Am I wrong? I, I think you're thinking of Trouble in Paradise. I am. So anyway, but I yeah. saw, 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 wait, so this side note, I saw another K. Francis movie <laughs> with um, Walter Houston, and it was like set in Russia. I went on a K. Francis tear, guys. I'm sorry. That's why I'm getting them all together. But go look at that one. That is on YouTube. Now, so now this movie is on YouTube. Uh, what is it? Almost $3. Where is it? Is it on Amazon for three dollars? And I think Apple guys. It's definitely see? worth three dollars. Yes. Yes. It's so, definitely oh. worth three dollars. I mean, you're not going to spend you know three dollars on much and get much entertainment <laughs> out of it, but this is worth that. <laughs> that is so. But I just love pre-code. It's just oh my goodness. Um, I think if you like if you if you've never heard of Kay Francis, this would be a great way to get to know her. Um, I, I'm so sad that people didn't love it when it came out, but it's it's those clothes are just everything. If you like the 30s glamour and that whole sexy, slight, you know, whatever, uh, slinky kind of look, it definitely capitalizes it in this movie. I know. I'm trying to find one more picture before we get out of here. I had, um, I did not find a lot of pictures for this movie. Um, and I'm looking for them so yeah i um because i got on a k francis tear and so i was trying to find her her later movies um when she had kind of left the studio system and like her 40s and career was kind of winding down so um but then i didn't find anything so i well, I found one it was really stupid um so then i settled on this movie i i, I couldn't believe i didn't see it with walter houston and her whatever in Russia, and I can't remember the name of it. So if y'all know the name of it, let me know. Well, anyway, I can't find a picture. Did y'all find any more pictures of her in, in this movie with clothes? I don't see anything. Did y'all find anything? You can, um, I think you, uh, UFH, uh, UFH um, had a couple of pages dedicated to this movie. Um, they have some clothes shots. So I, I, I know that they're in there somewhere. Yep. How about search, like just put UFH K Francis or something? You could, yeah. Okay. Um, Let me search on y'all. Yeah, there's a lot of great clothes in this movie. Okay. Um, she had, she had wardrobes like no one in the movies before or since. I mean, she's stunning in everything she wears. Yeah. I heard um, in her biography, I guess when she was in the 20s, when she was in Paris with, you know, kicking up her heels in Paris, she had uh, basically two outfits and she wore those for like a year and a half. And everybody still thought she was the most elegant woman. She was so stylish. And she basically worked the heck out of two really good, you know, really good pieces, though. But they're really good pieces. You know, wow. she, she's, it was quality over quantity. She got, like, two really good pieces and wore them, um, you know, faithfully. You're kidding. Yeah. That is crazy. Really? Yeah. 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 Her biography is very interesting. I would check it out. Okay. What now? How many did she just have? How many did she have? Just one biography, like, or did she have several? I wish I could remember the name of this one. I'll post it on. Um, I just got it a little while ago. It's not the best in terms of like erudition or scholarship, but it's really okay. fun. It's very, it's very tawdry. Because one of them I remember, I don't know if this was the name of the whole piece, but it was called "I Can't Wait." I know she mentioned this in her journal. I can't wait to be forgotten. Yeah. That's this whole thing. But guys, we are running out of time. We have so Norman, thank you so much for coming and join us and just always fun. Always fun. Thank you. And so um our next uh movie. Well, the, so the next time we'll be together, guys. Merry Christmas! Happy Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, whatever you whatever you happy festivus. For the rest of us, <laughs> all those things. Shout out to my Seinfeld fans, Frank Costanza. All <laughs> George up there. I hear you laughing, George. <laughs> Can't help it. Best of us doesn't end till you pin me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I, don't make me go back and start looking at Seinfeld. But um, anyway, so we will be together again live on the twenty third. For our podcasters, uh, the audio of this will be uploaded on the 16th. And we're always glad when you can join us as any form of fashion. So it'll be Georgia. I'll, I'll, so Georgia's MIA again, guys. And so I'll be doing Late to the Party. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm sorry. I will try to post it 
Um, as soon as I find it out, it may or may not be Christmas themed because you know when we do late to the party, we get super real, probably to a fault. So, but anyway, so we will be live back here on the twenty third. And so, Norma, just thank you again. Um, always catch them. That they, like I said, the Ultimate Fashion History has one of the best fashion film his and history pages, period. Um, around. So go and check them out and join if you can. Norma, anything you want to say before we get out of here? I think he's on mute. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, just this has been so much fun. I always have fun talking about clothes and movies and you guys are great. So thank you so much. Anytime. Thank you, Norman. Brilliant yeah. job. I always learn so much from you. Absolutely. Well, guys, this is it for How Betty Davis Saved My Life. I'm Moya. And I'm Georgia. And Norman, again, we anytime you want to stop by, you are welcome. So, guys, you guys, Merry Christmas. We we love you. Thank you all for your support. Check out our YouTube channel where we've just started uploading these lives. So if you don't catch us live, you can always catch us there. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs>